the GCB sought to prove that Jiba and Mkwebi were not fit and proper persons to remain admitted as advocates, the guidelines to be considered by a court before an advocate can be struck from the role were stated in Yasat versus Natal Law Society 2000, Volume 3, SA 44, 2002, All SA 310, SEA. In Yasat, it was held that a court must firstly decide whether the alleged offending conduct has been established. Secondly, consider whether the person concerned in the discretion of the court is not a fit and proper person to continue to practice. Thirdly, inquire whether in all the circumstances the, per the person in question is to be removed from the role or whether an order of suspension from practice would suffice. The complaints against Jiba related to the Boisens case and her handling of the spy tapes case. However, the main reason in the High Court's view was, Jiba was not, why Jiba was not a fit and proper person to remain on the role of advocate was her handling of the Mdluli case. Chongwe ADP, the majority judgment, considered the complaint against Jiba together with Jiba's answers and explanation in the context of her position as acting NDPP and the fact that Jiba was cited as a litigant. The majority judgment found no misconduct on the part of Jiba was established by the GCB. The complaints against Mkhoebi were that he sought to mislead the court as to the extent of the consultation or in, in inverted commas, in, in consultation between himself and Mzinyati. In that, Mkhoebi took the decision to withdraw the fraud and corruption charges against Mdluli before he consulted with Mzinyati in terms of Section 24.3 of the NPA Act. And for this reason, he was not a fit and proper person. Mkhwebi provided contradictory explanations of when and why he decided to withdraw the charges against Mdluli. The majority judgment found that, in respect of Mkhwebi, the GCB established the alleged offending conduct. However, due to the fact that there was no personal gain from Mkhwebi's conduct and the fact that the purpose of such proceedings are to uphold the rules regulating the pro profession and not to punish the wrongdoer, the sanction handed down by the High Court was not justified. The majority judgment further held that the High Court materially misdirected itself in striking Mkhwebi from the role. It fails to consider why suspension was not an appropriate sanction. The majority judgment held that the appropriate sanction is for Mkhwebi to be suspended as an advocate for a period of six months from the date of 15 September 2016. The counter appeal against the order of, the, order of costs arose from the complaint against Mzinyati. The complaint was in respect of certain negative remarks made against Mzinyati by Murphy J. In that, Mzinyati's confirmatory affidavit differed from the evidence he tendered at the disciplinary hearing, hearing of Breitenbach. For this reason, the GCB interpreted this contradiction as misconduct, and therefore, Mzinyati was not a fit and proper person. The High Court dismissed the complaint against Mzinyati with costs. The GCB appealed the court's order. The majority judgment could find no reason showing that the High Court did not exercise its discretion honestly and judiciously, and for this reason it could not interfere with the findings of the High Court. Even though the GCB acted as custis muram, such cannot protect it 
from a court's order, especially when the GCB should have at least withdrawn the application to strike Mzinyati's name from the role of advocate. The Constitution provides that everyone is equal before the law and has the right to equal protection and benefit of the law. The counter-appeal was dismissed on these grounds. In a dissenting judgment by, written by Van Merwe, J.A. with Leach, J.A. concurring, Van Merwe, J.A. would have found that the appeals of Jiba Mkhwebi should fail and the cross-appeal of the GCB should succeed. I therefore read the following order. One, the appeal is upheld with no order as to cost. Two, the counter-appeal is dismissed with costs, including the costs of two counsel. Three, paragraph 177.1 of the order of the court, a co is confirmed. Four, paragraph 177.2.1 and 177.2.2 are set aside and replaced with the following. And I quote, the application for the striking of the role of Ms. Jiba and Ms. Mkhwebi is dismissed with no order as to course. However, as regards Mr. Mkhwebi, he is suspended as an advocate for a period of six months from the date of this order, 15 September 2016. I hand down the judgment. Thank you. That's all. And as you heard, that was uh, the judgment handed down by the Supreme Court of Appeals, Judge Connie Muchumi. Uh, meanwhile, Freedom Under Law, as I'd indicated earlier, uh, they say that this ruling has absolutely no bearing on their case against Jiba Mkhwebi and Sean Abrams. And earlier on, I spoke to a chairperson of Freedom Under Law, retired Judge Johan Krichler. We have not seen the judgment. We weren't involved in that case. It was not our case, and I would prefer not to express any opinion about the judgment. As far as we are concerned, our proceedings against Ms. Jiba, against Mr. Fuebi, against uh, uh, Mr. Abrams persist. We uh, had our own orders against them in the High Court of Pretoria, and that case is proceeding on appeal by them. We got an order saying they're unfit for office and we that's still our attitude. So uh, are you saying then that today's uh, ruling will have no impact on your case? It has no impact on our case, save to this extent possibly, that we were considering possibly urgently applying for an order prohibiting Ms. Jiba uh, uh, from entering the offices of the MPA. In the light of this particular judgment, the order of which was breached by Ms. Jeeva, we will have to reconsider whether we go to court urgently. That's the only possible difference it makes to us. So uh, just for the benefit of our listeners, if you can explain to us your case, and uh, this, of course, uh, speaks to, uh, again, um, Jiba and Mkhwebi again, and Sean Abrams and his withdrawal of perjury and fraud charges against. <laughs> I, can, I can understand your question perfectly well, and I can understand the confusion of the public out there perfectly well. In fact, we get a little confused at times by the multiplicity of the problems we have. There was a court case by us against uh, advocates Abrams and Jiva and Webby, 
saying that they're unfit for office. We ask that the president dismiss them because they're not fit to be in those senior positions in the National Prosecuting Authority. Meanwhile, at the same time, the General Council of the Bar, which disciplines and sees to the quality of work of advocates generally, applied for Chiba and Fuebi to be struck off the role of advocates because they had misbehaved inter alia in relation to General Boyson in uh, a case in Durban. That was not our case. That was the, in the general counsel's case. Mm-hmm. The general counsel's case came before Judge Motley. He found that the general counsel was correct, and he struck them off the row, uh, he and his colleagues. That case went on appeal. Pending that appeal, there was an order that they should not set foot in the offices of the National Prosecuting Authority. That appeal has now been heard. That appeal has been upheld. That has now set aside the order of the Gauteng Court striking them off as advocates. That has not affected our case about their fitness for office to be in the NPA. It has no bearing on that case. In that case, there is an appeal by uh, the prosecuting authority. It's pending in the Constitutional Court. We are waiting for a judgment there. That's the that's the, the long and the short of it. So now that uh, the case that uh, judgment was handed down in today has been settled, you are now going to have uh, uh, the option of uh, the, the, the rather the opportunity to move on with your case. Now, our case has been going on. Our case is awaiting judgment in the Constitutional Court. Anyway, we got the orders saying that the president should consider dismissing them because they're not fit for office. That order we got a long time ago, that court, they, that court order they took on appeal, and that is before the Constitutional Court. That's not been affected at all by today's judgment. And I must say, I so appreciate that clarity. Now, coming back to your case, um, one of the conditions there was that uh, Jiba, um, amongst others, does not go to the NPA officers at all. But we know that she's been there on at least three occasions. Yes, there's a, an argument between us and Mr. Abrams and Ms. Jiba about the law. They either ignored the court order willingly or in, in, in ignorance of the law, which is astounding for people in the seniority of office. That case is with our lawyers at the moment. We are preparing papers to go to court for an order declaring that they were in contempt of that court order and that they should be dealt with for such contempt. And this is where things stand now. But uh, Judge Grichler, I must just say thank you so, so much for your time this afternoon and for just clarifying us uh, in terms of how this affects, or in this case does not affect, your case. You don't have to affect me. You perform a valuable public information function, and I'm only too pleased to work with you.